0: Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to do a show about the American Revolution and the problems we have today and how the American Revolution, all this nonsense about all we need is 3%, And all this other crap that con cons and media run around and talk about is totally not true. And the situations are not analogous, and that nothing about that situation is going to work in the situation we're currently in. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And the truth is that I was a constitutional conservative, a believer in the founders and the brilliance of the document, the liberty and the freedom, and all the stupid fairy tales. They tell people. I believed that for years and years and years, promoted it. And then about 25 years ago, I got the Internet. And in fairly short order, I started figuring out that it was a complete and total scam, a lie. It's a grift to keep me on a tax-paying plantation, and it worked. (laughs) But when I figured that out, I became self-certified as a master practitioner, and I no longer need constitutional conservatives wasting my time, nor do I waste time listening to constitutional conservative explanations because I already know that they make no sense. I've also given myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for the hundreds of shows that I've made explaining the real system to people. And when Jones Plantation came out, the movie, I play Mr. Jones, I gave myself the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I think I earned that award for the incredible acting job and the help I did on that script. And I love having fake awards like this and credentials and making fun of them because credentials, And awards like this are the way they control people in almost every walk of life. You have to learn officialdom and then spew it back in order to be a licensed, registered, certified, credentialed in some form or fashion. And by doing that, then they make sure that the people can only spew the official nonsense. And everybody that lived through COVID saw what happened to the doctors who tried to step out of line. That's the system they use everywhere. They use it with the lawyers, they use it with everybody. you got to have a license to cut people's hair and to color it, to cut their nails. This is how thorough the control system is. So I like to mock credentials and awards and stuff so people will catch on to this scam. Okay, enough about that. Let's go ahead and get the show going. So I want to make a show about potential so-called solutions and talk about the way the con-cons And media and academia and government have completely screwed us with regards to possible fixes and to point out all the reasons why this idea that we can reproduce the American revolution (laughs) at some point is preposterous. Putting aside the fact that the government, that those same people run around and love on and talk about the constitution That same government has made it completely and totally illegal to discuss doing it, to plan doing it in any form or fashion. This is a huge fundamental problem with their ridiculous, nonsensical, political theory that they have. They love the Constitution. They love the founders. The founders were all violent revolutionaries. The constitutional conservatives of today are the redcoats of 1776. This is the part the constitutional conservatives cannot grasp. They imagine themselves to be freedom fighters, but in fact they're not. But there are countless reasons why, even in theory, there could never be a situation like we had back then. And the reason I want to bring it up is because I get so sick and tired of seeing people on the internet posting crap about how we only need 3% and they want to reference back to the American Revolution where allegedly only 3% were involved. We have no idea what went on in that thing. We have these scraps and pieces and the vast majority of the narrative people are given is a complete and total lie. But the situation we're facing right now is so incredibly different than anything that ever existed before, certainly 250 years ago. It's completely ludicrous. And I've kind of gone through these kinds of things in parts before, and I think I've even done a show or did parts of it. But I want to make sure people understand that the situation we have today is totally and completely different. And to draw analogies between the two situations and to imagine that somehow we could get control of this government or go up there and get freedom fighters to protect us and defend us and reinstitute the real Constitution that the founders intended and all this other stupid, stupid crap that constitutional conservatives and media waste everybody's time with and make sure that people never hear any real solutions or real issues or real problems even that we're dealing with. And that's why I want to talk about it. Let's think about the very first one, which is this idea that we only need 3%. Even if that were 100% true, what people leave out is that the founders, like George Washington, he was the richest man in the colonies. Do we have the richest men in the colonies and the richest men in the United States on our side? No, we don't. If you think a guy like Elon Musk is actually on your side, you're just completely delusional. And of course, that's what a lot of constitutional conservatives do believe. But we have to have all these rich people. We need rich people on our side. Rich people who are in favor of getting rid of this horrible fucking tyrannical system that's currently in charge of us. Are there any rich people at all who aren't in support of the Constitution? Are there any? (laughs) No, Elon Musk loves it and he loves voting. So we don't have anybody. The equivalent today would have to be somebody who wanted to get rid of the Constitution and throw off the government. Well, it's completely impossible that we're ever going to have anybody come out and say that because you can't come out and actually even advocate for that except through the political process, which is just nonsensical. It's completely illegal to do what the founding fathers did. So you're never going to get rich people to so-called be on our side to do that. This is the complication. The rich people 250 years ago, how were they rich? How? They made money on land. Land and getting rich with land was exactly what the crown had prevented in like 1763 when it stopped allowing the colonists to move west and to continue to take the land that was west of the Appalachian Mountains. That's why the rich people in the country started agitating for a so-called revolution and they gave us this phony baloney tax story and they convinced the other people to go along with it because everybody's interests were aligned. Any and everybody wanted to go west to get land, to take it from these people who were in the Stone Age, who were extremely naive, peaceful people for the most part. That's why they had to outlaw going to live with the Indians. And they knew that if they could just go out there, they could just get all this free land and become rich because that's what made people rich back then. Again, completely and totally opposite situation we have today. The super rich people today, they all make money based upon the scammed up fake money system with all this fake technology and fake money, if you don't have access to the Fed and all the fake money and the fake public money and all those scams I've talked about countless times, then you're not going to do it. You're not going to be rich. It can be taken at any time. That's the exact opposite. In the other situation, the interests were aligned against the crown that was preventing people from going to get rich. Now, any and everybody can see that any kind of true disruption that was caused would cause a financial collapse and these so-called rich people, they would be completely destroyed by it. That wasn't the case back in 1776. It was the opposite. It was a complete opposite. So now everybody's completely dependent on this fake money system. People's pensions and 401s and all this fakery that they've created, that's a barrier to people getting on board with actually solving the underlying problem we have, which is this problem with this tyrannical government. So there's a very fundamental difference right there. Do you see that? Do you see how those two things alone are sufficient to make sure that it will never happen, that it's completely illegal to discuss or organize, and that the people are not aligned towards doing it because it will create a crash as opposed to what happened before? They talk about how the founders risked everything. They didn't risk everything. They were already rich. They're already rich. They were greedy. They wanted more. <laughs> they wanted more, like all every other rich person. They want more and more and more and more. They can never be satisfied. It's insatiable. The greed knows no bounds. And they saw that, wow, huh, if they cut off our access to land, and maybe they even come take our land from the crown if we're not careful, and they tax our land and they do other things, well, then they're going to kill our golden goose, which is this ability to go get free land. That's the exact opposite situation we have today. The exact opposite. They make money based upon the government, keeping the government, making sure the game continues. Okay, so those two things alone make it obvious. And there's so much more. It's completely and totally impossible to organize. Back at the 1776, there were very, very few British soldiers here. And it took literally months of time to get information... Even if somebody overhears you at a pub, the idea that they're going to be able to get it to some kind of British commander who's then going to somehow get that back to the crown, who's then going to be able to make some kind of decision on, who's then going to turn around and issue troops in order to squelch it, it was literally months and months and months and months. Today, if you just so much as send an email, a tweet, a text, a phone call— trying to discuss this kind of absurdity of organizing to overthrow the government, which is a laughable, absurd, illegal thing to plan. It could never work. The FBI will raid your house immediately. Instantaneously. It's not weeks and weeks and months and months. It's none of those things. It's instantaneous. (laughs) How the hell is that going to work? It doesn't work. It has no chance of working. See, it has no chance of working. The British Crown didn't have agents in every fucking town living by the, by the hundreds, by the thousands like we do now, endless amounts of cops and FBI and surveillance and everything else. You can't get anything going. You can't. They didn't have media everywhere just spewing nonsense. You had some people printing out some publications that were local. Now they just beam it out everywhere into somebody's phone. It's a completely different situation. It's totally and completely different. <laughs> and on top of that, all these constitutional conservatives who talk about the founders and somehow getting back to freedom in the Constitution, they fundamentally missed the point. In the Revolutionary War, they weren't fighting for the Constitution, some centralized government. The only kinds of government they even knew about were monarchies. So really all they knew was maybe a little bit of parliamentary control-ish kind of thing. That's all they even knew. They weren't fighting for the Constitution and their own freedom and all this other crap. They were fighting for land and the ability to go out. If the king had let them go out and continue to do all that stuff, then they'd have gone and done it. (laughs) There never would have been a revolution. The idea that taxation without representation. We've got representation now, and you've got taxation through the roof. You think your representation protects you? No, that's not what the Revolutionary War is about. It's just not. And so the fundamental confusion problem, reason that constitutional conservatism is a multi billion dollar industry that's promoted endlessly in the media. Is not because it threatens the system and it actually provides any answers. It's because it makes sure that the people will never catch on to the real problem, which is this idea that we have to fight about some giant government that's going to have this authority to make up all these arbitrary rules and just simply take our shit because they so-called made a law and then their own crooked courts so-called approved it. (laughs) That's the problem that any possible attempt to get back to the Constitution misses the mark because the Constitution itself is what we operate under. And for people who say, oh, no, we don't operate, but then what is the authority of the government currently? Why do you back the blue if the government actually has no authority? If you don't believe the government has authority, why do you back the blue that simply runs around and enforces the government's authority? Why? Why do you vote in elections and try to get people into an illegitimate government? I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense at all. But that's the only solution that's out there. It's the only solution that's permissible to even discuss. The constitutional conservatives don't even discuss this fact that it's not permissible to discuss the actual solutions that are required. They don't discuss the fact that the entire thing needs to be broken apart. It's always the same. Keep it together. That's why they pushed the civil war. But look at these fundamental problems we're already dealing with in any possible way to solve it. I hear people talking about all the time, pal. People are waking up. Okay, you used to have Thomas Paine. He ran around, he had pamphlets. People kind of understood. For the most part, people were... Completely left alone by government. And if you believe that it was because of a 3% tax on tea, you probably took a jab, too, and think that's safe and effective. That is a ludicrous story. It absolutely makes no sense with human nature. And it's not reflected in any form or fashion in anything you ever see or observe in your own world. That there's a revolution that starts because of something that minor. There's nothing like that. It's a totally, completely fabricated story. No different than George Washington not being able to tell a lie and chopping down a cherry tree and all this other stupid shit that they tell people. The same kind of fantasy stories that they tell in North Korea about their founding and the fantasticness of the people who did that. The same way the communists told stories about them. Every country tells these stories. The governments tell stories, fairy tales, to the people about how wonderful the government is and how much it cares about the people. That's... What governments do. Okay, let's look at the waking up phenomenon. First of all, how many people are waking up to the fact that the Constitution itself has zero authority that the government is completely criminal operation? How many? How many? None. Nobody's waking up to that. For all practical purposes, 0.01% or some shit. Show me one so-called independent news outlet that's promoting that. Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, anybody. Show me anybody. They all push voting under the Constitution as the solution. Again, they're redcoats pushing for the giant government, but they have to do it the right way. The government has to be done the right way. Nobody's waking up to the actual problem that there's no such thing as a government that can ever take people's money against their will. That could ever be legitimate because nobody, body, no individual has that authority. So you can't possibly delegate that authority to any governmental entity to then do. It's a criminal enterprise. You're attempting to try to legitimately delegate a criminal enterprise to an entity. That makes no sense. Is there any discussion about it? No. Is there any discussion about the fundamental problem of the constitutional construction itself with the Supreme Court that supposedly gives us the law? Is there? No, there's none. So the people who are promoting this supposed waking up, they're not waking people up to the actual problem. They're not. So people aren't actually waking up. What's happening is people are getting pissed off that the system is so fucking corrupt, but they're all driven in. 100% of them are all driven into these ditches about voting in the Constitution. That's the actual problem we have. The people in the Revolutionary War, they weren't driven into that ditch because they weren't fighting for the Constitution. The only thing they were fighting for is to throw off the tyranny of the king. That's it. To the extent you want to believe any of the narrative, that's what they were fighting for. That's it. Well, there's nobody talking about fighting in any kind of political fashion or anything else to throw off the tyranny of the federal government nobody. In fact, that's who the FBI is tasked with making sure they run around and try to so-called demonize and arrest and probably infiltrate in every form or fashion. That's right there. That's what they do. So again, fundamentally missing the mark, completely impossible. Everybody's assets are tied up in these U.S. dollars that are totally and completely fake. In the past, they had gold and silver. That's what they had. So everybody's wealth was their real wealth and nothing the king did could affect the fact that you had coins in your pocket, in your box, underneath your bed, in a fucking hole out in the yard. Nothing could do. Now, the dollar can just be crashed anytime they want to. Anytime they want to, they can just crash it. And it won't be affecting the people who are running things because they already know it's fake. They'll just restart another fake system. And that's what they have people designed and brainwashed into doing. So how's this going to work? How can that work? The solutions make no sense. What do people do? Even in Argentina, what do they do? They want a new leader. We have to get control and run it right. We got to limit it down. You're limiting down something that has no authority. Once you have a criminal enterprise in charge of you, and you have people supporting a criminal enterprise, the idea that you're going to be able to keep control of it is a fantasy. It's a total fantasy. And I've discussed this before about the fact that, look, I don't know how many of the founders were legitimate. I have no idea. I know that they were basically about land and making money. And I don't blame them for that. I don't. That's something that makes sense to me. A lot of them came here. They wanted to get rich or they were born here in pretty crappyish circumstances, some with land, et cetera. But that was the game back then. You went out and you got more land. Okay, I get it. That's fine. Don't blow smoke up my ass and tell me you're doing it for the people and to get representation and all this other crap. That's ridiculous. As I said, look around. We have representation. We're under a constitution. The abuse we suffer is a thousand times worse. Just go look at the Declaration of Independence and that list of usurpations and problems that they supposedly had. We live under all of them. They're 10 times worse now. The taxation, the regulations, is all insane. So this is what representative government got us. Nobody was fighting for representative government in the colonies. They weren't. They already had their own little shitty colony governments. Most people had no contact with government. Virtually no contact. No licenses, certifications, registrations, all these regulations, tax requirements, courting requirements. None of that shit existed. Most people never, ever had any contact with government. Never. Now... It runs every part of your life. Every part of your life. They have all these government employees living among you. (laughs) The people are happy. They run around and call them heroes. Constitutional conservatives are the biggest back-the-blue people there are. Literally makes no sense at all. Literally makes no sense at all. There's absolutely no way to make sense of it. But that's their position. So how are we going to do anything about that? We can't get the rich people. Regular people will have to be destroyed as a result of the entire system. If you win. See on the other side is if you win. When you have the so-called American Revolution right. If you win. What happens? The situation is fucking great. You get to go out and get more land. All your money which is gold and silver. Is not affected in any form or fashion. So you're freed up. What happens in the situation today. If you so-called win. <laughs> the system collapses. The system collapses. You think you're going to win with that? The system collapses, dude. It's not going to be a win. See, that's not going to be a win. It's not going to be a win for anybody. You'd be lucky to even live through the system collapsing. In fact, the system collapsing is one of the ways they control the people with constant threats. They just move the little thing down a little bit. They bring the market down a little bit with the manipulations and interest rate increases. And everybody starts panicking and wanting government action and bailouts. So it's a completely, totally different situation. And the other one, even if you want to believe this, they risked their sacred honor and all this other stupid shit. What they were hoping was that they could get a whole lot more and keep what they had. That's the exact opposite of the situation today. Anybody that throws behind that has to understand that the system is going to completely collapse and there's going to be a tremendous amount of pain if you can win. And if you can't win, well, then you're dead. Okay? The system's probably going to have a lot of problems anyway. So your options are that you bring the system down, pay a huge price, probably get killed in the chaos, or you continue to support the system and the system controls you. That's the actual choice you have now. And for me, I still say, look, if people could wake up, we could bring it down in certain ways. And you'd have to accept the fact that there's going to be a lot of pain, but most people don't want any pain. But my point's not here to argue about that. It's to show you that the situations are absolutely nothing alike and that the constitutional conservatives, by constantly telling people that they are similar and this is what we can do and the answers are in voting and the constitution and that somehow the revolutionary war could start back up. These are all fantasies, fantasies to continue to distract people while they build the electronic prison, which once completed... There's no chance to escape from, and your kids and all their kids after them are screwed. They're already in a very bad situation with the fakery, and the trillions and trillions, tens of trillions, hundreds of trillions of dollars in unfunded liability and debts that are on the people with this fake money will already collapse. All the assets people think they have. They're all fake, and they can just collapse down to zero, basically. That was not the case back then. People worked on a farm, or they were a cobbler, or they had some kind of basic skill. They got paid in gold and silver. Most people just simply traded for stuff. And the rich people lived off the land and the resources of their land, not off of the Internet and fake fucking data collection centers. <laughs> Pharmaceuticals and all the other ways that people have all this money, like Vivic. He's just a fucking pharma scammer. It's all he was. He's just a, a money-manipulating pharma scammer. I'm not running it down. I'm saying a guy like that is never going to be in favor of bringing the system down. Never. And that's why they support the system in this way that literally makes no sense. See, it literally makes no sense. And then there's the whole number of people who think that Bitcoin is somehow going to do it. Bitcoin is not going to free us in any form or fashion. First of all, the blockchain is an absolute lockdown prison. If you have the wrong people using blockchain in a currency, you are totally screwed. You can completely and totally, with the use of social credits, that's it. You are a prisoner. You can never get out. Somehow, people who believe in Bitcoin think somehow that that's going to work and they're going to get around it. Do they honestly think that these theories they're dreaming up haven't been figured out by the literally Billions, hundreds of billions of dollars spent in dark agencies analyzing shit with supercomputers. You think they don't see this so-called threat coming? Of course they would. If it was real, they would see it coming. And guess what? This thing would be snuffed out in the cradle. People who promoted Bitcoin pushed it, held it. They would all be having accidents all over the world all the time. Because all the world powers are 100% aligned on this. The fact that none of that's happening and that it advertises on television and now they're going to have an ETF and you have Tom Brady pushing crypto shit on Super Bowl ads, that shows you that it's not a threat. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal man? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. People who promoted Bitcoin, pushed it, held it, they would all be having accidents all over the world all the time. Because all the world powers are 100% aligned on this. The fact that none of that's happening and that it advertises on television and now they're going to have an ETF. You have Tom Brady pushing crypto shit on Super Bowl ads. That shows you that it's not a threat. I get people all the time telling me, don't worry, we're going to get rich on Bitcoin and then we'll be able to do it. Dude, you think they can't figure that out? That if More and more people actually had money, which again, it doesn't even make sense because you still have to trade it into dollars to have it be worth anything. And if the dollars collapse, then you think your Bitcoin would somehow be worth something. It would be worth more and more and more and more dollars. The whole system's collapsing. Put aside the fact that all they have to do is just make it illegal, nobody will trade it. The system can't work. Bitcoin can't do anything if it could do all these threats. They certainly wouldn't wait for Bitcoin to become so big that the people had so much money in Bitcoin that were supposedly independent and outside the system that they could then threaten the system. They wouldn't wait till then to start having accidents for those people. They take it out now. They did take it out a long time ago. The fact that it's not taken out, that it's talked about all the time in the business and news, that tells you it's not a threat the same way that... Constitutional conservatives are pushed. Tens of billions of dollars a year industry. That's pushed. It's promoted. It's always in the news. Every solution relies on it. Same thing with Bitcoin. If it was a threat, it would not be in the news. If it was a threat, the people pushing Bitcoin, who own Bitcoin in any form or fashion, who ever popped their head up, would have an accident. What do you do if you've got Bitcoin and you don't have a way to access it? You have to have these passwords, passcodes. Well, how can you keep them secure? Where do you hide them? Do you put them in a will? Do you put them in a will so you tell your lawyer the Bitcoin? No. Someone has to hold it. What do you do with it? You take your Bitcoin password that gets you into whatever you have, your bank account or your fucking safe or whatever you want to call it, an electronic version. You got it on a hard drive, whatever. You still have to get it out. You gotta have the passwords and passcodes. And they all have these limitations where like if you enter 10 of them wrong, it's permanently locked. So you've got to have a place where you put your passcode, password, some form of fashion, somewhere. Have to. That have to happen. Well, if you don't tell somebody where it is and you die, well, what's gonna happen to that Bitcoin? Nothing. So they can just come in and kill you. If you tell someone, you think they can't get to that information? They can. So they would be taking people out and the Bitcoin would be being made useless, locked up forever. People would see this happening. There's no way to protect it. It's not like gold and silver. It's not like gold and silver. It's not. If there was really going to be a revolution, you wouldn't need the blockchain. What you would want is silver and gold, things that could actually be traded. Oh, well, you can't trade it over the Internet, right? As soon as you go into their world, they run the Internet. They can unplug it. They can do a million things inside the Internet. As soon as you're in their world, you're playing on their field. You think you're going to win on their field. You're living in a delusional world. It doesn't mean that you can't make money. I hope you do. But even making money in Bitcoin to supposedly start the revolution, means that you pull it out and it turns into something else, some other kind of fake currency that you then use. It's not going to be that the governments are going to give up control of their fake money and just hand it over to Bitcoin and say, oh, well, we lost. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And so if you're believing that's the solution, it's because you're believing a system that could work without all these giant government central control dark agencies. Sure, it can work in that stage, but that's not what we have. So the idea that that's going to fix it doesn't work. Can you potentially protect yourself from the downside of inflation and a collapse? Maybe. I don't know. That's a totally and completely separate discussion. has absolutely nothing to do with bringing down the system. The system is only going to so-called come down where the money just fucking wasted when the people running the system want it to come down. If it was going to come down without their desiring it, it would have already come down. When I was growing up 40 years ago, if someone had told me we're going to have $35 trillion in declared debt operating on the fucking government books, which there wasn't even a trillion dollars of debt back then, if we were going to be told that was going to be the case, and we're going to have 5% long-term interest rates, that could actually go lower. Um, I'd say that's totally impossible. Anybody can look at the sort of... Von Mises, hard money economic theory, blah, 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 all this shit, and shown that that can't possibly happen. You can't have a soaring stock market and low interest rates and have all this debt. You can't have all those things. If the stock market's soaring like that, then you have to have interest rates have to rise. Otherwise, everybody just puts all their money into the stock market. They are connected. Well, they've been totally and completely disconnected for a very long time in a way that absolutely makes no sense at all when being fundamentally taught in economics, so-called. The whole thing is a gigantic manipulation. So right now, what it takes is you have to take your money out of Bitcoin, your so-called money, and you have to put it into so-called dollars. That's what you have to do or euros or whatever it is you want to trade it into. If you can't see that those are two completely and totally disconnected concepts and theories that somehow Bitcoin can take the system down and that somehow Bitcoin can make you money. If you can't see those twos are totally and completely disconnected, well, then again, you don't really understand what's happening. You don't really understand what's happening. (laughs) That's all. And see, all of these issues with the idea that there's going to be some kind of massive change. Most of the time, people can never even tell you what that change would be, how it would happen, how you could ever educate anybody about any of it. They can never tell you any of it. It's always the same. Somehow, these constitutional theories are good to them. And if we could just do them right, that would solve the problem. That is fundamentally not true. The Constitution is not a good document. It has literally no possible authority, and you could never create a constitution that would have authority because people want the constitution to have a government that's under control but can still tax you against your will, but then you only spend it in limited fashions. But nobody has the authority to take my money without my consent. That's a criminal act. So therefore, nobody can construct a document and delegate to an entity through that document any authority like that, because you can't delegate authority you don't have. You can't. And you're never going to get my consent to it. So all you're doing is saying that the answer is that we need a better criminal enterprise running us. That's not going to work. See, that's not going to work. And so the real solutions are in winning hearts and minds and massively decentralizing down to points where people can actually operate in what are basically voluntary units operating where the governments protect natural law and defend natural law. Literally no part of that is any part of any discussion in any form or fashion. All I ever hear about is decentralizing, stepping out of the system, starting up all these so-called parallel economies. Those things are never going to be permitted. Sure, they'll let you do it now. What do they care? They'd love for you to waste your time on that because they know whenever they want to, they swat it away once they need to. So it's great for people to be driven into this ditch of parallel economies and all this other crap. Can you defend yourself for some time? Will you be better off than other people who haven't? Maybe so. Maybe a half a generation. Maybe a generation. Maybe two generations. But it's not a solution. You're guaranteeing that you're taking people that might be convincible on the side we need and driving them into a ditch of something that can never actually work in the long run. And that's why the government allows all that shit to happen, promotes it. You have conferences about it. You see it on the internet all the time. This is why they don't pose any real threat. That's why it's a time waster. All of this stuff is designed to be a time waster so they can run the clock out. All of it. All of it's driven the exact same direction. And whether or not it's even possible to ever actually have any freedom, I don't know at this point with this many people. I don't know. I don't know if you ever could have when it was small. I don't know. I think when you're small, you have a chance. When you're this big, I don't know. I don't know. I've made proposals. I've told people about jury nullification. People act like, well, that can't work and all these other reasons. Oh, you, the judge will just do this or that. First of all, the judge, if you get not guilty, they can't issue a new trial. Can't, George can't order a new trial on a not guilty verdict. You can't be retried. That's double jeopardy. It doesn't work. Sure, on a hung jury Well, on a hung jury, the judge doesn't have to order a new trial. That's up to the prosecution to bring it again. It's up to the prosecution to bring it again. So, yeah, okay, it doesn't solve that problem, but the problem is not about getting not guilty. You don't need 12 people on the jury. You need one to create a hung jury because the purpose of jury nullification and educating people about it is that if people understood it, then they couldn't get convictions because they'd get a bunch of hung juries. That's all. You couldn't get convictions. And the system relies on people pleading out 98% of the time and then taking them to court in these kangaroo courts where they guarantee they're going to get a conviction. Well, if you knew, if you took it to trial, you weren't going to get a conviction because you're going to get a hung jury, nobody would plead. And instantaneously, the system would collapse because there's all sorts of speedy trial requirements in every state that could never work. They'd all be blown through. They already get blown through now. The dockets are completely backed up. It could never work. And the thing about jury nullification is people say, well, you go in there, you're not allowed to do it, and you can't talk to your jury." No, you don't talk to people. You have a constitutional right. I already showed people that case, did a whole show on it. The time to educate people about jury nullification is before you go in. Before you go in, because you have a constitutional right. All that stuff they do, try to swear you into this unconstitutional obligation, you don't have an obligation to any of that crap. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's completely made up. They don't trump the Constitution. Court rules and statutes that require the district courts to do this and that, that doesn't trump the Constitution. And the Supreme Court has said, of course, the people have every right, every right to use jury nullification on the facts and the law. They just don't have a right to be told. You like that? You like that? Okay, they don't have a right to be told. You're not asking to be told. You already know. You have a right. You have a right. So you go in there and you... Exercise your right. That's it. And that's why it has to be known beforehand. And it would work with a very small group of people. I think 5% of the population knowing it and using it would work. And people, oh, they'll just knock out the people who, you know, are aware of jury nullification, won't let them on the case. They already don't let you on the case. That's the problem. You have to keep your mouth shut. The system is running in an unconstitutional fashion. Or you have an obligation to... An unconstitutional system? No, you don't. You have a Fifth Amendment right to keep your mouth shut. You have a Fifth Amendment right to keep your mouth shut. (laughs) That's it. So the system could work. And like I said, maybe 5% would be enough in an area. You get an awful lot of hung juries with just 5% going in there. Enough that the system would start collapsing really, really badly. And that word would spread. So that solution could work would buy us time. It might wake people up to the fraud that is the government itself, uh, give you some opportunity to educate people. But the reality is, like I said, we have no media outlets at all, ever talking about this problem, ever. Every news outlet, independent news outlet, they still all just figure out ways that we can so-called get better candidates in there, control the government better. You can't control a criminal enterprise. That's what the government is. That's how it's set up. And so the solutions people talk about make no sense, and they're never going to work. The only way we can do anything at this point is protect ourselves against the system as it comes at us with all of its unconstitutional shit and all its made-up laws and the way it abuses people, see? And then you'd be able to take the law into your own hands, which the Constitution allows you to. There's nothing about the law that requires that only the government's entitled to enforce it. You have a natural right to enforce your own rights. You do. Government tries to take it away with these phony baloney police forces. You think the Constitution permits police forces for the federal government? It's ludicrous. They didn't even exist. It's completely asinine to believe that the people empowered the government to hire thugs with their money to run around and enforce arbitrary laws on the people and abuse us and keep secret records. It's asinine. But that's what the constitutional conservatives believe. They think it needs to be brought into check. We need to reorganize, needs to be cleaned out, done the right way. Always the same stupid shit from people. See, the idea that we're going to have a revolutionary kind of situation that could ever even possibly be legal, that could be organized in any form or fashion, that you could ever get people behind at this point, it's just so unlikely. It's so unlikely. And the main game being played on the people is the clock running out game. That's it. That's why all this phony crap people are made to believe in. That's why. Because coming to grips with the truth about the system, it's brutal. It's completely brutal. And trying to protect yourself from it, wow, it's not easy, let me tell you. But you have no chance whatsoever if you don't at least understand what you're up against. And the kinds of people you're up against, these constitutional conservatives in media, they're the absolute worst traitors to freedom of all. There's nobody that's worse. Liberals at least come out and tell you outright they want the government to run your life. Constitutional conservatives pretend to be for something that they clearly are not for. That's why I detest them so much, because there's a large number of people who are constitutional conservatives who would be able to hear my message, the message that is true, but they never get to hear it. And the few that do kind of hear it periodically, the brainwashing they've been subjected to their whole life about the Constitution, the brilliance, and all this other shit, is so strong, most people can't overcome it. And so they think I'm a kook, and they think it's ridiculous, and they just walk away. And that's exactly what the people in charge want. That's why the system runs like it does. But I hope that I've been able to show people that the structural situation that we have Absolutely, totally impossible to continue to believe in this fantasy about the Revolutionary War in some form or fashion taking place again. It literally makes no sense because those people want ultimately to have a better constitution put in or an amended constitution. That's the fundamental problem. The constitution is not what they think. They've been lied to about it. I've made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows pointing it out to people. But they can't catch on because they don't hear it and they're not going to be allowed to hear it. And that's why I'm telling people that if you don't face facts and reality, we're screwed. And you will get screwed. And in all likelihood, um, the shit's coming and that's the way it is. And like I said, everybody needs to make their own individual plans about how to deal with it. And the only way to actually deal with it is to first understand the situation and accept it. And most people are not willing to do that. So you already have a big leg up on a vast majority of people who are not willing to accept the reality, who insist on living in the fantasy that they've been raised with about the founding and the Constitution, the founding fathers, the brilliance, the liberty, the freedom protection, blah, blah, blah. And all of it's a complete and total lie. All of it's a lie. But hopefully now you see just the key points I've brought up and there's many, many other reasons why it can't work. But those are huge. I mean, any one of those is an absolute bar to it working. And there's, we have all of them working against us. And so that constitutional conservative voting for the right people, somehow getting control of it, new revolution, it only takes 3%, all this stupid shit, that is an absolute dead end, people absolute dead end. And I'm open to hearing anything else besides the jury nullification I've explained to people, but no one ever explains a situation that can work, that can ever happen because we have to have rich people in order to get control of media. And the media is totally and completely different than the media used to be. And the situation is just in no way analogous. It's just in no way analogous. That's all. So that's it. That's all I wanted to say about it. I want to thank people in Patreon who get it who understand and who kicks get in the game because I'm willing to tell people the truth. And I've told them truths that they've never heard in media anywhere else and explain things to them that they've never heard explained, but they know that once they hear it, they hear my explanation, they see the simple, irrefutable logic and fact I use that it's obviously true, regardless of how depressing it is. I really do appreciate you guys. You have a lot of integrity. And if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm LegalMan at U.S. Crime Review. If you've never followed my show or heard about it. And thank you to everybody who supports Jones Plantation, that movie. I play Mr. Jones. It's a fantastic allegory that's about going from chattel to debt slavery, which is what our political system all about, and the Federal Reserve. And it shows the truth about the political system and how it's a complete and total scam. How You're never going to win within it. And people will never listen to a podcast like mine that's much, much, much too harsh for them, but they might take a baby step and watch Jones Plantation. So go to jonesplantationfilm.com and buy the movie, buy a gift certificate, get some merchandise, support the movie. It's a chance. It's a chance. We don't have a lot of chances. It's a chance. And it's going to soon be available on Amazon and some other broader markets. And when it is, I hope people support it there as well. So thank you to anyone who does support that project. And beyond that, I don't think there's anything else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. Get to take your service out. More quash. More quash.